think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't work. Whoa! So- whoa, 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 whoa. That was specifically. Do we have, do we have Rudy Ray? <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh no! Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> that was the most eager and synchronized I saw Bernie and Liz all night. Was after that they both shot their. Oh no! No, let me. I gotta let me push back on that. Not communism. And everybody waving their hands, ooh, 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 trying to get the, the recognition from Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd with his ridiculous hairdo. And the, the Mexican lady who is trying to make knowing the president of Mexico's name the number one issue in America. A litmus test for being president. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. And I mentioned that I, I couldn't, I can't do the climate change part. I know I should care about it. I just don't. And you can't make me. So I don't know. I don't no, know what to do. Bad person. Maybe I am, but really? I don't care. Uh, I turned off the debate during the climate change part because who wants to watch a, watch a bunch of 70-year-olds yell at each other about the weather? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a text? Yeah. That's, that's uh, rude. Old people yelling at each other about the weather. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, the way I took yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah. I tell you what, Bloomy, for all of his sins, and they are legion, at least he's a doer. At least he's done something. He's built something. He did say at one point on the stage, I'm the only person on the stage that's ever started a business, which right. is a pretty good one. Yeah. And uh, and and he's absolutely right about the whole communism, socialism thing. We're, you're not going to win an election like that. Democratic strategists agree. You're just not. So he's right about that. But mm. all right, whatever. Um, got a contest. Just the, you know, get down to the nuts and bolts. Nevada is Saturday. A week from Saturday is South Carolina. Then three days later is Super Tuesday, where you got half the de- the the delegates up for uh, up for grabs, including California and Texas. So that's how fast it's going to happen. Really going to have an idea what's going on here in a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, and then then the angst begins. All right, so here's the question. I think this is the overarching question. Bernie, assuming that Bernie wins a plurality, that means the most uh, delegates, but does not win fifty one percent. I think that's pretty likely. I think the populace rises up and demands that he be given the nomination. Exactly. Oh, he's already demanding it. They asked the question on stage last night. Uh, are you, I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but the essence of it was, should it be the person with the most votes, the most delegates, or do we stick with our rule? you got to wait till somebody has half. And shock of shocks, the only person who thought it should go to the person with the most delegates was Bernie, because he knows he's going to have the most delegates. Right. Well, and and as I pointed out, I mean, that's crazy to ask for a rules change. You retorted earlier in the show, well, they can change the rules any way they want up to the minute the convention begins. And that's true. They can vote the moment they open the convention to say, let's go with the tallest candidate. Who's in favor? Yep. I'm not in favor of that. (laughs) Bloomberg is saying, no, no, how about me? (laughs) No, here's your overarching question. i got to get to your overarching question. Because I think this scenario is pretty likely. Does the Democratic Party save itself this election cycle by saying, no, you got to get 50%. We're going to have a contested convention. We're going to have seven, eight ballots, whatever it takes. You're going to lose. Candidates dropping out, dropping out, dropping out. Then we're going to figure it out. Once somebody gets 50, that's our candidate. You're going to kill all that enthusiasm, those roaring crowds packing stadiums to see Bernie. 
are just going to say, screw you and stay home. Right. Which I think they would have a better electoral result than if they nominated Bernie, honestly. They'd have a chance of winning if they do what I just said. If they nominate Bernie, they got no chance. On the other hand, as you pointed out, if they quote-unquote screw Bernie in the eyes of his followers, they will have an enormous revolt on their hands. And and it'll suppress turnout, and people will be angry and the rest of it. So do they go with sticking with the rules and, and angering those people, or do they go ahead and give it to Bernie, lose 42 states, and say, all right, you radical 20-year-old wackadoos, see how it went? Now pipe down. we got to be more moderate the next election cycle. I mean, because the real political hacks, the pros... I mean, they really want to win this time, but they're more than happy to look four, eight, twelve years down the road. It's a career for them. So, which one will they choose? What do you think, Sean? You're a liberal. I feel like <laughs> under "quote unquote" normal Republican presidencies, they would be much more willing to let the party kind of stub its toe and learn its lesson. I get the sense that they don't. That's the this time they want to win this election, and they're going to do what they can to try to win this one. Because You're like they the feel team it's that so important. trades away all your prospects to get a couple of veteran free agents yeah. right before the we playoffs. we got to win this year. Right. This is our year. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, neither neither route is very palatable. They're in a hell it's of a spot. Such as politics. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. going to be a tough one, though. We were just talking. We 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 think we got to be at the convention this year, the Democratic convention. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, because it if it I, if I already it, have my gas mask. If it goes <laughs> down to the convention without anybody getting the required number, which is more likely every day, um, that's going to be something. Mm. It'll be a, an historic event. Sean's got his gas mask. I'm on. ready, everybody. <laughs> Let's go to the convention. Yay, politics! We bought those for the convention for the Republicans because there's going to be anarchy in the streets. You guys, right? It didn't turn out that way. Well, the Bernie Bros. There are quite a few of them that have vowed violence is the answer if he doesn't get the nomination. So it could absolutely get ugly. Although the Republican Party, uh, together with the uh, Cleveland Police, kept everybody like 20 miles away. Yeah, well, the it Bern- was it was an armed camp. True, it was an armed camp. Yeah, it was the most locked down situation I've ever been in. Although the Bernie Bros are a lot more energized than the Ted Cruz Caballeros were. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta give me a minute to get over that. Uh, that could be exciting, though. Yes. And then who- last one was in 1952, by the way, where they had ballot after ballot, and it, you know it's exactly like the Iowa caucuses. You essentially divide up. You got 30% for him, 22% for him, then 14, 11, and 8. After the first ballot, the eight guy says, look, all right, I'm out. His supporters say, hmm, who do we go to? What are we offered? Hmm. And then the, the emissaries of the various groups. And this is, you know, what, I've read a lot about this. What are we offered? This. What do you mean by offered? So what's the offering then? Like well, right, cabinet was, positions? Yeah, I was just going like to say. So, And I've read about this the first half of the 20th century. This happened most of the time. And you would jet over to Iowa and say, listen. Um, I'll use present names just to make it a little more clear. Uh, President Warren will 100% fund the dam project. President Warren is yes on the dam. We want your votes. And then the Iowa caucus chairman, he'd get together, and they'd yell and scream and come to a decision within them. And the, the great state of Iowa, with the coldest of eyes and the elephant's eye, cast its three votes for Elizabeth Warren. And everybody cheers and all. And then, you know, after several states report in, they have another ballot. 
couple of people drop out, and then the horse trading gets serious, and you're offering people vice president, secretary of defense, enormous funding for various state projects and stuff like that. What if Bloomberg just says, I'll give Iowa a billion dollars? I'll write a check right now to Iowa. Well, that's outrageous. <laughs> Let us discuss that for $1 billion dollars for whatever you want, signed Michael Bloomberg. I will give each state $1 billion, and I will have $14 billion left over. Exactly. Or how about I will give $10,000 to the inhabitant, every inhabitant of these five states, if they'll come my way. Right. Which brings us to a statistic Sean <laughs> hit us that? with. Is that against the law? Yes. How I, come? I believe, I think it's bribery. Mm. Or is it a federal grant? How is that bribery, and I'll continue to support ethanol, which nobody's using, not bribery? Your question is your answer. <laughs> Positive Sean hit us with this fascinating statistic during a a previous break. So if you made $3,500 an hour. $3,500 an hour? That's a good rate of pay. Starting in 1 AD through today. When Jesus was one. I actually interviewed with St. Peter. He gave me the gig. Through the year 2020, you would have less money than Michael Bloomberg currently has. It doesn't seem like it's mathematically possible, but I, I assume somebody's done the math. I, I did the math the best I could on my old smartphone, and it, it comes out to about 62 bill. He's currently sitting at 64. Mm. That's that's uh, and that, so and that's gross. That's a, pre-tax. You'd be a member of the same club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd golf together. You'd hang together. You'd probably yacht together. Right, because if That's that happened to you, you don't you'd only keep thirty billion after taxes. Right, he's that, paid the taxes. Yes, and has that still. That's he his just, net. Yeah. So you'd have to make significantly more than that to end up with the kind of money he's. That's got. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, now, usually when I've thrown something like that out via an email that somebody sent us, of course the math I, has turned out to be wrong. <laughs> of course, I would be two thousand and nineteen years old. <laughs> it's tougher to with enjoy that kind it. of money. You can <laughs> get, get a facelift. You can swap out parts like I've been doing. Start exactly. to dye my hair. Yeah. The yeah. other most amazing stat that I came across is if Bill Clinton had walked on the stage last night, currently, he would have been the second youngest man on the stage. That doesn't even seem possible, but it's also true. Are Actually, by quite a bit. kidding Because he's 73. So he'd been quite a bit younger well, than Bernie. Well, he'd be a term. And Biden and Bloomberg. He's a presidential term younger than all those guys. Yeah, except for uh, Same Pete. age as Trump, right? Yeah, about Virtually. the same age as Trump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. How about the gals? How old's Liz? 69, right? I think so. So it's 68, 69, something like that? Giggity. Oh, God. Pete is a child. Uh, that's been established. Yes, Pete is 12. Amy, we figured out, is 59. Uh-huh. Yes. That and seems like a good solid age, but she just, you know. Very she, pleasant. She's, the, she's Scott Walker in a skirt. I realized that last night. She's reasonable. I think she's tough. She's a, a realist, and I appreciate that, but she's just not got it. You got to have it. She does not have it. You shouldn't have to have it. No. But in the modern era, you have to have it. No, you should be a solid administrator and a good leader. Um, You need not be a glib talk show guest. But that is the modern standard. It's performative. That's your your hot word these days. It's not a, a it's not a serious job interview. It's a it's an audition for I don't know what talk show host. I like the pictures of Mayor Pete with a Tom Selleck mustache. He actually should grow that. It's my favorite thing from today. Pretty cool look for him. <laughs> he looks like an like an English foreign minister from 1907. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we'll get to some other stuff. He should have a bowler on in that picture. I, pl- I suppose, I don't know. Should we play more clips? Have you heard them all? And I never know. I don't know. They're pretty entertaining. Yeah, they are. 
There was some serious savagery Do we, on display. Did, Let's play that. We haven't ever played the like the really getting into uh, Klobuchar not knowing the president of Mexico. Oh, in which little Pete tries to humiliate her. Yeah, the, the long version of that's pretty good, among other things on the way. Warren was on the bl- the view this morning, which if you watch that, God help you. But um, uh, not only that, but listen, private memo to Fox News, and it's only because you suck me in. A couple of people griping at each other on the view is not a news story. Every day, FoxNews.com has, you know, watch Whoopi get into it with what's her name. If uh, I see the word, the phrases owned flamed cracks back yeah i know that i'm about to see something pointless or just on the view is enough yeah and it's always so much less than what they build it up to be but anyway elizabeth warren was on the view this morning and said i think michael bloomberg's digging into his pocket right now to pull out a hundred million dollars to try to erase everyone's memory of last night um he, he did have a bad night there's no doubt about it she got beat up but for some reason mayor pete and amy klobuchar went at each other a couple of people that probably aren't going to be the nominees. Certainly not Amy. I don't know why Pete turned his fire on her. But anyway, this is how it all went. You're running on your Washington experience. But last week in a Telemundo interview, you could not name the president of Mexico or discuss any of his policies. Last night, you defended yourself saying, quote, this is in jeopardy. But my question to you is, Shouldn't our next president know more about one of our largest trading partners? Of course. Of course. And I don't think that that momentary momentary forgetfulness actually reflects what I know about Mexico and how much I care about it. And I first want to say greetings to President Lopez Obrador. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, I, what I meant by the game of Jeopardy uh, is that I think we could all come up with things. You know, how many members are there in the uh, Israeli Knesset? 120. Who is the president um, of Honduras? Hernandez. Well, when it comes to Mexico, I am the one person on this stage that came out first to say I was for the U.S.-Mexican-Canadian trade agreement. That is going to be one of the number one duties of a president Senator is to implement My that. colleague specifically asked you if you could name the president of yes. Mexico, and your response was no. Yes, that's right. And I said that I made an Who error. Who cares? Um, yeah, I can think we pause? having a president hey, the, the, maybe... the nice Mexican lady yelling at our candidates that they don't know enough about Mexico. And her tone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who cares, lady? Yeah, I no don't kidding. care. Pipe I, down. I don't think most voters care either. I know you think it's just devastating that nobody great, knew but the president of the country you're from, but I don't care that she didn't know that. It's so not there. super impressive, but we've spent enough time moving on to yeah. American issues. Please. Anyway. And 
that maybe is humble and is able to admit that here and there maybe wouldn't be a bad thing. Mayor but it, if you could let me response. If you could. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't liken this to trivial. I actually didn't know how many members were in the, the Knesset, so well, you got there you me go. there. But you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. You're on the committee that oversees border security. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in uh, part of the committee that's overseeing these things, and we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the politics of the country you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb, or are you mocking me here, Pete? I'm I saying that you shouldn't trivialize I made that an error. People sometimes forget names. I am the one that has, number one, has the experience based on passing over 100 bills. If I could respond, wow, and then this the was Mexican a pretty lady tries to shout her down. He's basically saying Not that I don't have this. the experience to be president of the United States. I have passed over 100 bills as a lead Democrat since being in the U.S. Senate. I am the one, not you, that has won statewide in congressional district after congressional district. And I will say, when you tried in Indiana, Pete, to run, what happened to you? You lost by over 20 points to someone who later lost to my friend Joe Donnelly. So don't tell me about experience. What unites us here is we want to win. Right. And I think we should put a proven winner in charge of the ticket. This is, a race for this is a race for president. If winning a race for Senate in Minnesota translated directly to becoming president, I would have grown up under the presidency of Walter Mondale. Boom. This is different. Oh, and the reason that you need to talk about I was waiting for a Mondale shot. <laughs> Between oh, two people that aren't going to be the nominee. And an angry Mexican lady. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So uh, we'll take a break from the debate, which I'm sure a lot of you are applauding if you... uh... You know, don't need to hear more about the debate. Breaking news! Horseface lesbian! I want to hear the horseface lesbian clip when I say debate. Debate! We're going to talk more about the debate coming up later. Then we play horseface lesbian clip. That's the way we do it. Lesbians. Horseface lesbians. We'll figure it out. No, no, I don't Um, think we will. That goes against (laughs) all experience. But we do have breaking news. To bring out the donkey face. You know what? Breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Roger Stone, Trump associate, sentenced to 40 months in prison. 40 months. That would be three and a third years, which is at the lower end of the range of the new lower range recommended by the government to the extremely independent-minded judge. And we haven't been talking about this a lot. It was the the anti-Trump story of the day. Him tweeting about it. We talked about it a little, and he shouldn't be tweeting about Justice Department stuff. It just doesn't help anything. But the original recommendation for Stone's sentence by the four prosecutors was outlandish. And there is nobody who denies that. Even lefty commentators are saying, now, while the original recommendation did seem very high, it's untoward for the president to blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, all right, whatever, fair enough. But Bill Barr comes along and he says, that recommendation is way too high for what he got convicted of. So we're saying, was it three to five years was the uh, the, the new recommendation? 
Well, the fiercely independent judge who everybody's hailing gave him the low end of that. So can we move on with our lives now? Well, I have. I don't want to talk about it. But Jonathan Turley, if you're interested in it, Jonathan Turley wrote a long description of why Bill Barr, who is a friend of his, did the right thing. And uh, the the original sentence was outlandish and um, nothing untoward has happened. Yeah. But whatever. That's not my issue. If, if you care to vote the way you want, I don't know. Whatever oh, yeah. you want to do. Yeah, yeah, the various. Um, it doesn't help that he dresses like a Batman villain. <laughs> well, <laughs> granted. Is, he does. It is something. So you get a Nixon tattoo on your back yeah. and dress like a Batman villain. That is something. I respect bold choices, I oh, suppose. I, I would guess that he would stab my mother for a dollar. I, uh, the kind of person he is. I, I don't have any doubt about that. <laughs> uh, mother stabber. What kind of person he is. Did you see that Steven Spielberg's daughter has come out as a porn star? What? He can't be happy about that. No. No. I don't have that's any idea. Not, that's not good. No. I don't have any idea what the relationship was between Steven Spielberg uh, and his daughter. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Apparently, it was an adopted child. She's twenty three. He's seventy three. So uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any idea. But she's a, she's a full on porn star. Um, she wasn't. She did have an exotic dance dancing gig, and now she's come out uh, working with one of your big porn companies. Mm. She doesn't blame her famous folks. She says it's just what I uh, want to do with my life. Okay. Okay. Free country, as they say. I don't think many fathers would be happy that their daughter decides that's what they want to do. No, no, no. They'd be even less happy if their boyfriend kidnapped them and forced them to watch a miniseries. An Iowa man Depends held on the a, miniseries. Uh, an What's Iowa the miniseries? The new series of Better Call Saul. I'd be, uh, I'd be fine if somebody kidnaps me and forces me to watch that. I'm excited it's coming back. But What are famous miniseries I can think of? Lonesome Dove. Well, there's so many now. I mean, but yeah, those are that one's legendary. Um, I don't want to give away the punchline, um, but yeah, a good miniseries is a is, you know. I remember hearing when I was thing. a kid, people talking about upstairs, downstairs being on. Uh, I don't know what that was, but it was before my time. That was masterpiece theater. Oh, was I believe it? on the okay. uh, the PBS. An Iowa man held a female acquaintance captive and forced her to watch Roots, the miniseries Roots, which yes. I've never seen a moment of. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God, my entire family watched it. It was a big family event for us when it first came out. Uh, so that she could better understand her racism. According to a criminal complaint, Robert Lee Noy, 52, forced Jill Shelton, age 37, to sit with him and watch the program about slavery. Shelton allegedly held against her will inside the uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa home that she shares with Noy. Was that our first big let's feel bad about ourselves American moment? Head in that direction? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know what that even means. It was a good. It was a good history of slavery. Absolutely, a history of slavery. It did exist. It should be learned. Yes. But was that our first? Let's uh, feel bad about ourselves as a nation when we started this whole thing. I don't know that we did that much before then. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Every time she tried to move, Noya threatened her to remain seated and watch the movie with him. Or else he would kill her and spread her body parts across I-380 all the way to Chicago. Oh, that's a heck of a threat. That is not nice. He was arrested for felony harassment and false imprisonment, a misdemeanor. That's a misdemeanor? That's kid. The OJ did time for this. And he's smiling and chuckling there in his uh, mugshot. They've been involved in a tumultuous relationship spanning nearly two decades when she was, according to my math, 17? 
with both parties filing for multiple restraining orders against the other person. I think you need some counseling. Or I'm thinking maybe your relationship is just a tad toxic. That guy that got in that horrifying car wreck wreck at the Daytona hey, Five. I'm sorry, there's oh, more. Okay. There's more. So this guy's rap sheet includes c- convictions for felony narcotics possession, assault, criminal mischief, probation violation, and marijuana possession. So this guy's a convicted felon. He kidnaps a woman, threatens her with death, and uh, and it's a misdemeanor charge. Boy, trends in, in uh, criminal justice really are going in the other direction, if no you know what I mean, doubt. these days. Wow, that's something else. Maybe the judge just, listen, these two numb skulls have been at each other for decades now. I'm not getting in the middle of it, but that's ugly. It's worth a watch, Roots, though, but not at gunpoint. I don't know if you saw the uh, horrifying car wreck at the Daytona 500. It looked like... Uh, over and over again, yeah. Anyway... Ryan Newman walked out of the hospital less than 48 hours after the crash, which is says something about the safety of those vehicles now, I guess. Yeah, they have come a long way. I saw the picture posing with him with his two young daughters. I'm sure they're happy that he was able to uh, walk out of there that way. Yeah. Um, Japan's response to the quarantine cruise ship, completely inadequate, according to U.S. health experts. Under fire is a slow-moving bureaucracy struggled to deal with the situation. So not only China, but Japan. Not handling the coronavirus well. Yeah, I heard a Japanese scientist talking about it, saying that they essentially ensured that a lot of people on the cruise ship would get sick. They just mishandled it terribly. There's no significant difference between the quarantined area and the not quarantined area. Giant bureaucracies will be the death of Western civilization. Our inability to deal with a war or a a big-time cyber attack or a disease or something like that. Just so slow and thick with bureaucracy, we can't react. Mm-hmm. That's just fantastic. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, back to uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter. I left this part out. So she she announced she's going to get into porn. She's 23 years old. It's not my parents' fault, she said. Um, the self-proclaimed sexual, self-proclaimed sexual creature told a news outlet that she grew more confident in adulthood, and she really got tired of not being able to capitalize on, on her body. And frankly, I got tired of being told um, how I looked on uh, social media. I also got tired of working day to day, and it wasn't satisfying my soul. Wow, so she's a lazy horn dog. So she and thinks if I can fornicate for money, I'm going to fornicate for money. Exactly. I got tired of this whole having a regular job, and uh, people seem to think I'm hot. And uh, somebody told me, you know, you could make a lot of money just doing this, like one weekend a month or something. Mm. I don't know that you can make a lot of money. I don't see how there's possibly any money in porn. I don't know what the economics of it are these days. How could there be? I, I, I don't porn know. Porn star. Well, they're, they're, it's gone to the... Everybody's um, a porn star, as you say. No, no, I'll be the judge of that. No porn role models. Right, no or porn. Role parts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Character actors. Yeah. Or porn. Bit, 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 exactly. Everybody's a star. Naughty bit parts, if you will. <laughs> Um, the money has got to be going around to it's conventions. It's subscription service. Yeah, that's something, too. But it's you have a channel where you do your stuff and people watch live and make requests and stuff like that. It's the cam world. Okay. I was reading the other day. Seems like a great, I, great way to get your computer hacked by Russians. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a multi, multi-million dollar business, so they have a pretty good interest in keeping it uh, safe. But so did Equifax. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> 
showed the a Federal Department of Personnel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Huh? What are you going to do? Or, um, you know, some of our spy agencies. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Trying to keep our own computer viruses from being hacked, and they stole them. So, Are you trying to tell me our uh, our temp contractors are stealing our, our secrets? Probably should have patted them down or something. Oh, no. Yeah. If it can be stored on a computer, it can be hacked off of one in general, including your PARN preferences. Uh, sobering. <laughs> sobering. <laughs> Uh, anything from the debate we should play before we get out of here, you suppose, on our next segment? Uh, we could maybe touch on a couple of our faves. People haven't heard yet. Of course, faced lesbians. For instance. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, leaving the hit parade. Um, I've got some great stuff on young workers and mental health and employers oh, trying to figure out what to do with it, but... I'm not sure I'm in the mood. Has anybody checked to see if the phrase horse-faced lesbians has ever appeared in a presidential debate before? I don't think I need to check. Is that a... I don't think I need to scour the lines to see if... You know, I think when Harding ran and he was going Adlai after... Adlai Stevenson Hoover. said that about... No, I'm pretty sure it's Horse-faced lesbians. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Policies in New York City of stop and frisk, which went after African-American and Latino people in an outrageous way. That is not a way you're going to grow voter turnout. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. (laughs) Democrats are not going to win. If we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk, Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. I actually welcomed Mayor Bloomberg to the stage. I thought that he shouldn't be hiding behind his TV ads. The mayor says that he has a great record, that he's done these wonderful things. Well, the fact of the the matter is he has not managed his city very, very well when he was there. He didn't get a whole lot done. He had stop and frisk, throwing close to five million young black men up against the wall. We could wake up two weeks from today, the day after Super Tuesday, and the only candidates left standing will be Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg, the two most polarizing figures on this stage. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look, we shouldn't have to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. I didn't see a single pundit who thought Mayo Bloomberg had anything less than a disastrous night. Yeah, yeah. Well... Interestingly, I was saying yesterday the Democratic establishment had clearly lined up behind Bloomberg. And to a large extent they had, including your Democrat channels, particularly MSNBC. Judging by their reaction to the debate, I'm not sure they're still on the bandwagon. Mayor Bloomberg, that he was the first time up on the stage, on the debate stage with this group, how would he respond? 
They tore the skin off him yesterday, uh, last night in Las Vegas. How about in 42? Give us a big headline real quick. The big headline was was Bernie stood tall and Bloomberg, uh, the good news for Bloomberg is he's got a week to come back and not a lot of time because it was a devastating introduction to Mike Bloomberg, for Mike Bloomberg, to a lot of America. Yeah. Whoops. Best laid plans of mice and billionaires, et cetera. Not a lot of people watched. More people will see the ads than uh, watch the debate. So who knows? Yep. I don't know how it plays out. I think it'll be hard to escape those shareable clips, though. Like, they didn't watch the debate proper, but in shows like these and other, you know, the morning... The The echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. I think those are going to resonate far more than people who actually saw the debate in real time. Yeah, the tweeting machine, the tweets and retweets and videos rolling and... I wonder, well, well, they're going to do it anyway, so I suppose we could wait and find out. The (laughs) fact that he didn't have a tight 20-second response to stop and frisk and to the sexual harassment stuff ready to go that had been practiced and focus-grouped, memorized... He was it was it wasn't a million miles from there. It's a I mean, it's astounding. It seemed like he it. was caught off guard by the question and then stumbled through a kind of not very good answer. Heavyweight I, champ comes into the ring, squeezes between the ropes, dances around at the middle. You notice he has bare hands. Didn't occur to him to bring gloves. He gets punched in the face and says, "Hey, ow! Did everybody see that? He punched me right in the face. I'd have put my hands up if I know you're going to punch me." Well, yeah, that's why you're there. That's what this it, is. It's astounding. Is it hubris? Is it poor prep? Is it ignoring good prep because of his hubris? I don't know. I can't imagine. But it was crazy. Horse-faced lesbians. <laughs> there, there is no chance Bernie has a majority of the delegates going into the convention. So the convention gets crazy. We'll see. That's what I say. Although California is gaga for the communist. The world's smallest surprise there. Um, yeah, I don't know. So not ha- having a plurality but not a majority, that doesn't automatically trigger a brokered thing, right? They would still have to make that call? Well, sort of, kind of. The rules are set. You must have a majority, but they can change any rule they want at any time. Yeah, so, right, right. so yeah, there'll be, there'll be smart people in, in behind the scenes trying to decide how to handle that. There'll be a lot of screaming at each other. These supposed smart people, where have they been all this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known plenty of smart people who do dumb things. I should have said powerful people, not smart people. Oh, yeah. There's intelligence, then there's wisdom, huh, Michael? Huh? They cut my beard and forced me to listen to Final Thoughts (laughs) with Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up. There he is, pressing the buttons. Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, I don't know how you top this debate. My only suggestion is maybe you move the debate to HBO. You have some sort of director's cut version of this thing. (laughs) With swears. Positive Sean, our producer, a final thought for us? Yes, as I continue to try the forced function of making me leave my house for things other than work, I'm going back out and uh, playing nine holes today. Continue trying to knock the dust off my swing. Fantastic. Fabulous. Uh, Steer clear of the water hazards. That's my advice. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Uh, yeah, I do. I'd say the person that looked least capable of standing up to Donald Trump on a debate stage last night looked like Michael Bloomberg. Can you imagine him ripping into Michael Bloomberg over the obvious <laughs> things? And Bloomberg's like, I don't I, 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 Maybe we should. I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree completely. I, I find myself wondering if the party elders went back to the smoke-filled rooms... Would they do better, or would they do badly just in a completely different way? They would way? have picked Bloomberg. 
Oof. They would have picked Bloomberg, right? Or Biden. Or Biden. Bi- Biden. Biden. Jeb, yeah. They'd be trying to get Biden to beat Jeb Bush. If we go back to well, smoke-filled God, rooms. God bless this great country. <laughs> that would be a contest to watch. Yikes. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily get better. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the worst form of government except for all others that have been tried. Yeah. Democracy. So, hmm. Elizabeth Warren raised four points. I got it right in front of me. I lost it. Make it up. Nobody will check. True. She raised $2.8 million uh, on debate day, her biggest one-day haul, because of her performance last night. Because she, she came was out successfully clean. mean to people. Successfully mean. <laughs> people love cruelty. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts are there. The On Demand, One More Thing, the XL Podcast. You can email us anytime. Something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Lizzie Warren took an axe and gave Mike Bloomberg 20 wax. That's oh, you got to listen to the whole tree murder song at the website, too. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not... Uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Put a seed in the ground, pour the water down. Corn comes up, that's farming. <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.